Wellington's Verb Festival is underway, a citywide party that celebrates books, reading, ideas, information and conversation over four days. The centrepiece of the festival is Lit Crawl, which is celebrating 10 years. It's tomorrow. 30 events and over 100 artists spread over many beloved Wellington venues with entry by donation. From competitive bananagrams to karaoke poetry, authors reading from their teenage diaries... Uh, t- is, that a, is that even allowed? <laughs> to indigo, oh, I don't even know what that is, some kind of speed dating, and much more. Lit Crawl's longest serving trustee, writer, publisher, and long term Lit Crawl attendee, Branavan Nyangalingam, is with us. Good morning, welcome. Kia ora, Catherine, thanks for having me. So, your mission is um, well, first, congratulations, 10 years. It's fantastic, yeah. We, we had no uh, idea that it, would, that it would go this long, and um, it's a real testament to, to Claire Maybe and uh, Andrew Laking, who have driven uh, driven this festival and the, the amount of contributors throughout. And what was its co-popper? Because we know book festivals, they've been around since there were books. What was the co-popper of this event? Uh, I think Claire and Andy wanted something that was accessible to um, to everyday people. She, um, they had an idea that there was a whole substrata of writers and artists and communities who weren't being represented in book festivals uh, and I mean I can certainly speak from my personal experience as a writer uh, I never went to uh, to book festivals uh, it wasn't really seen as much something that I would would do um, and so something like uh, Lit Crawl because that was the, the original genesis um, seemed like fun it was fresh it was accessible it had um, lots of voices that you wouldn't otherwise hear um, and that was a real spur to me thinking actually literary festivals aren't too bad. Yes, I was going to say, I'd love you to explain why you wouldn't normally go to a literary festival. Let me do some pot stirring. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I just had the, I mean, writers by their general nature tend to be introverts. And so I just assumed that they wouldn't be very good on stage. Uh, we we practice writing. We don't practice public speaking. Um, but uh, I think the real focus that um, Lit Crawl has really done is pushed the thing onto ideas rather than the books. Uh, and, and perhaps a broader audience of both writers and people who would come to a festival. That's right. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need to know the yeah. author's works in order to, to go. Well, now the mission is uh, to talk about some of these events that have come in um, along the way. Uh, can you talk us through some of what will be happening and what their instigation is? Yeah, so there's um, one of the great things about Lit Crawl as well is that the curation has been shared um, amongst a, a number of curators. So they, they bring their own um, perspectives and own kind of um, uh, ideas as to what should be programmed in the festival. So it means it's a really kind of interesting uh, um, series of events. Um, they include karaoke poetry, which uh, I am uh, one of the hosts of. Um, they include uh, author talks, bad diaries, which... Um, uh, as you said before, is uh, people reading from their teenage diaries, which I think should be um, utterly hilarious. It, it, it generally is. <laughs> very angst-ridden. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> angst-ridden. Um, to have this uh, absolutely fantastic session of Indigenous publishers um, and this kind of great um, dialogue between Australian and, and New Zealand um, Indigenous publishers. Can you tell me more about that? Um, so that's... Um, to have this, uh, have this curate part of the program and, and they have this really kind of... I think they've been a pretty long-standing uh, curator for the festival, and they um, have uh, just really interesting, unusual programming, which we don't see in, in most literary festivals. And I think it's just a real testament to uh, to their um, to the vision and to to Claire for making space for for that. Um, so I, they it's a dialogue between Huia and Magabala. Um, uh, books, um, an Australian Indigenous publisher, um, and I think there'll be some really amazing insights into what do they do. Huia is just such a fundamental part of um, 
the literary world, certainly the publishing world here. Absolutely. Astonishing success story, yeah. but has also been an incredible vehicle for publishing voices that, for whatever reason, um, yeah. would struggle through um, through other traditional um, struggle to get a start. That's right. Through yeah. other traditional yeah. publishers. And, you know, it is a country also where cookbooks, I think, remain the biggest seller, you know, yeah. uh, where 2,000, a, a sale of 2,000 books is considered a, a, a great result. I'm not yeah. making excuses, but it really needed um, that kind of impetus, yeah. um, whether it ought to have not, will probably be part of the discussion. Um Come back to the karaoke poetry. Is that literally without the singing? It you, is, yep. So, and uh, so who are some of the great poets? Um, actually, I mean, to be honest, I actually don't know. So as the host, I'll be yeah. showing up with the book. Um, it tends to be everyone from Shakespeare to contemporary um, New Zealand poets. Um, but they, they do it like a, you're in a karaoke booth. So you've got the um, the book with the... Um, screen on the screen, yeah. With the screen. Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. the uh, the cheesy, uh, cheesy videos in the background. You've got some music. Um so it, it should be lots of fun. I don't know if there's going to be soju, but that might be the only thing um, that's missing. And I tell missing. you what, it is harder than it looks. Um, reciting poetry, let alone reciting it the way it has been written, um, is a way a step above being out Debbie Harry for the hundredth time. That's right. Yeah. I'm also a notorious karaoke organiser in, in general, so <laughs> I, I think um, Rosabelle, who, who organised this, uh, and Christie's, they must have um, thought that I would be... Uh, uh, a good rouser, but I'm, I'm tend to be more of the kind of passive aggressive get people into karaoke. So if you, <laughs> if you come along to bats at six pm, uh, uh, then uh, you can see that in action. All right. Uh, the other one that we were talking about this morning, and I had to be schooled on, was banana grams. Which I the best explanation I had came from Ingrid Hippicus, which is um, Scrabble, uh, the T20 of Scrabble. It's kind of like speed date Scrabble. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I actually don't know much I'm glad about I'm not it. I'm the either. only one. <laughs> uh, 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 Nick Ashcroft, I think, is. Uh, is the host of that and uh, the very um, great proponent of it, um, but it certainly will be one. It will be very fun. I think there's some very very enthusiastic people uh, in this. So, anything we've missed? Um, well, I think there's also just generally the chance just to try something new. And I think one of the great things about this festival is that it's very democratic. You get to hear voices who are well established. You also get to hear voices who are uh, from people who are completely new or reading for the first time in public, um, and often in the same event. So. Some of the um, the journals, like Sweet Mammalian and, and Starling, um, they tend to curate really fantastic sessions uh, where um, you hear people that you'll otherwise never hear uh, and who will end up becoming the, the stars in five, ten years' time. Um, so one of the great things about the crawl and, and the events in general is you can just take a punt and, and you, you won't really be, dis- be disappointed. Indigilit speed dating. I've, I've clicked now uh, to that one. Uh, very creative titles, um, as behoves any uh, great festival. Uh, looking at the Teenage Diaries, because what an insight that... I mean, it's really personal. <laughs> yeah. And what an insight is. Look at these writers. We've got Catherine Chidgey, Emily Wrights, Fiona Kelly-McGregor, Kate Kemp. Um, this is the sixth annual edition of Bad Diaries, but uh, I imagine that's one of the more popular kind of... It is, and, Sessions. and Kate Camp is, a, is an annual stalwart of that, and she is uh, genuinely hilarious uh, with her diaries. Uh, does, I don't it, know how, does it take the proverbial approach rather than... I, I think it, could take, it could take various approaches, No, she it? is quite literal. I think she still yeah. has her old teenage diaries, and uh, yeah, yeah, she, she has no shame about what she's reading out, so it's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, so... You started it, the three of you, 10 years ago. Right from the start, did it hit a nerve? Um, I, I came in a year later, I must ah. admit. Um, I, I was originally as a writer, so I, I, I came in as a writer. And, and 
there was such a great vibe, such a great atmosphere. Um, and, and the writers, I guess we're always so um, working alone that we don't really get the opportunity to, to hang out. And this festival really makes um, that uh, that um, a reality. And so I love the, the atmosphere of being part of a, a community um, and hopefully making space for, for new writers to come in and, jo- and join that community and, and for people in the wider public to join. And so that was what really uh, initially drew me to it. Uh, and then uh, just seeing how embedded we are in the city and how people uh, who don't traditionally go to writers' festivals and they come along to this this sort of event um, has been really, really fantastic. I mean, I have this kind of horrible memory of... Um, I read this really awkward uh, literal sex scene that I'd written in a book, um, really graphic, uh, and then I looked up and five metres away from me was um, a, a Supreme Court judge on a date with his wife uh, and another High Court judge, and I could not look them in the eye. Um, I think judges have sex. Yeah, yeah. But it was... Um, <laughs> it was a mixed crowd, is what you were saying. <laughs> it was a mixed crowd, and I've seen MPs from all uh, yeah. parts of the spectrum. I've seen young people who I don't see at any other literary event. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a really great cross-section of the city. Well, now that you've uh, opened the door to this, is this the, the hardest part of writing, writing the dreaded sex scene? Oh, yeah. Uh, it can be, yeah. I, I, I think, Technically, I was thinking. Rather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because um, one of the challenges is most people assume writing is autobiographical, and so when you're writing a sex scene, you try to say no, absolutely not. Um, I'm much better than this. <laughs> uh, and I was writing a comedy, so well, I tend to write uh, dark satires or comedies, so uh, that's my uh, that's my excuse. But yes, sex scenes are, are very hard to write. Yeah. Um, Sorry to lower the tone, but I mean, it's uh, some authors just kind of skim over it and it's all over and, and uh, it's in the rear vision mirror. And then others, as you say, we get some excruciating detail. There is a lot of sex in the program as well. So if anyone wants to hear bad poetry uh, or bad, bad sex and poetry or, or, or discussion of the pornography, then Lit Crawl's also got that in for you. That's a few more tickets gone yeah. um, or donations uh, at the door, isn't it? You've also got the micro residences for artists and writers. This is lovely. Does that... Explain how it works. Um, so uh, and writers from all around the country um, uh, get in touch uh, and apply to, to, to have these micro-residencies. Uh, it does vary year by year in terms of um, what's, what's uh, the requirements, but uh, they all uh, get placed together, so they kind of share a house and live like flatmates for a, for a couple of weeks. Um, and it's also a great way that they get to hang together and also to um, be part of the, the wider festival. And uh, it's certainly been a really fantastic Thing because I guess there's a tendency that people think that Wellington writers are very insular, um, so it's a great way that writers from around the country also get to be part of part of this festival and make sure that they feel part of this, this community. How is morale at the moment, would you say, among that community? Um, I think it's there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, the funding and uh, kind of wider support is, is pretty difficult, um, and there's no long-term certainty. Um, you know, we can't say how this festival is going to look in two, five, ten years' time. Um, and it's certainly a challenge, but there's a lot of challenges all over the show. I mean, funding's largely stayed stagnant, but the costs have obviously increased as they have for for everybody else. So um, bring your donation if you use it or lose it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Um, yeah. But also, I think it's just a chance for people to feel a sense of community. And and you know, I think in the last few years where people have felt isolated or haven't really got that sense of community with 
with the rest of the country or outside of friend groups, I think was the really good chance. We stopped going out, didn't we? And it's wonderful while, to go out. Yeah. I, I can still remember, you know, theatre coming back and live music coming back, and it felt like we'd come out of a sort of dark, hibernating tunnel. And yeah. God knows how hard it was for the artists, by the way. Yeah. Um, but it is wonderful to have that sense of, of of connection and going out to enjoy art again. Where are you at? You, you, you're a seemingly prolific writer in so many different um, forms and genre and journalism and columns and um, as well as your, your novels. Um where are you at at the moment? What's, uh, what's your favourite at the moment? I'm working on a new novel. Um, I'm not sure when it will get finished. I've had a bit of a, a year of taking it a little bit easy because I've been concussed. Um, but uh, it's a sequel to Southern Downstream. Um, so for those of you who um, have read that book, it's a, it's a sequel told seven years down the track from, from those characters' perspective. But uh, I'm just really enjoying kind of being part of the city again, which I think is one of the great joys of, um, uh, of this festival and also, uh, I, I think, a nice antidote for how the last few years have gone. Thank you very much, Brandovan, and there'll be a link, I'm sure, on our website uh, for more details of that uh, event, that wonderful event, uh, Lit Crawl, celebrating 10 years. I'm just trying to see if we have got a link, and if not, we will get one up. Yes, there is. There's the Viv Festival, and there's the centrepiece of the festival, which is Lit Crawl. Don't forget to... Uh, I shouldn't say this, but if you can, bring what you can uh, to uh, to contribute. That's the only fee there is, a donation at the door. Uh, thanks very much to Brennavan Young and Lingham for coming in this morning.